So good to be with you here uh, in this evening. It's good to be worshiping our Lord. It's good to be able to celebrate the fact that uh, Christ has come, that uh, we uh, celebrate his birth tonight, uh, stirs the soul, blesses us to no end, and in fact encourages us for life. That's a part of uh, what uh, Christmas is about, giving us hope, uh, certainly uh, lending joy to who we are and what we're about, giving us the opportunity to be at peace and to love deeply, not only our Lord, but those who are around us. There's that uh, Christmas uh, song that uh, goes way back in the bleak midwinter. It's a Christmas tune, you know. We are living proof that we are worshiping in the bleak midwinter. We're hoping by uh, midweek that it will be 50, 60, or whatever it's supposed to be. But for right now, we'll call it the bleak midwinter. And even in that, we gain deep and abiding hope that Christ is born into the life of the world. You, uh, you probably didn't know this. I didn't know it um, until I read it a couple of weeks ago. On December 6th of this year, at exactly 2.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 86% of the world's population was in darkness. At that precise moment, it was night all across Europe, a good portion of Africa, and virtually all of Asia. At the same time, the rest of the, wor the, rest of the world, including the United States experienced daylight. The darkest day for us uh, here in, uh, in, in the Northern Hemisphere took place last Wednesday. Uh, we know it as the winter solstice, December 21st. For a few years now, I have uh, called uh, the winter solstice, December 21st, Optimism Day because every day thereafter is a little bit more daylight until we get to the summer. I crave the light of the sun and the warmer temperatures that it, that, that it brings. I am more of a summer guy than I am a winter guy. We know, though, with Optimism Day that every day there is more and more daylight leading all the way to June 21st. Seasonal affective disorder is a real thing. Uh, we don't do so well in the darkness. It, you, you've probably heard of seasonal affective disorder. It may be that you've, you've felt yourself uh, uh, having that as a part of your life flow. It may be that you know someone, uh, the long and short of it. We, uh, we just have a tough time with perpetual darkness. You've heard it said that the night is always darkest before the dawn. Tonight we celebrate the dawning of a, of a brand new day ushered in by the light of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We celebrate the fact that light has come. And because of that, darkness no longer reigns supreme. We read about such things in the Gospel of John, the very first chapter, verses 1 through 5. It's called the prologue to the Gospel of John, and we read it tonight as we hear this stuff of uh, light and dark, of life that is given in Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. 
Through him all things were made. Without him was nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Is this God's word for God's people? Praise be to God. At creation, we hear God, the creator, say, let there be light. And as we know, following that pronouncement, let there be light, life sprung up all around. And life has continued even to this day. In our passage for tonight, John strikes the tie between life and light. He recognizes that uh, Jesus brought life, and that life was light for all. That, that word all hits me every time I read through, every time I, I hear that passage read. The light of Christ is offered to all. None are accepted. It is a light offered to all, including you and me. Hopefully we're encouraged by that. You and me included. Knowing of that light inside and out. Eugene Peterson, in his paraphrase of the Bible, says that the life Christ brings is light to live by. I like that. It is light to live by. That light makes a difference in an otherwise darkened world. In, in a word, Christ has a way of lighting things up. As we experience Jesus, we know that there is a, a, a lighting of our lives. We're, we're, we find ourselves uh, uh, clearly different because of the light that, that is a part of, of who we are and, and, and what we're about. Jesus' light touching us to heart and soul, making a, tr a supreme difference in, in who we are and what we're about. We know, though, all too well, that the world is a, is a dark place. We're certainly going through a, a season, it, it, it would seem, of, of, of darkness worldwide, war, rages at, at great loss of life and, and property. People um, go without while others profit, and some in, in, in certain circumstances profit mightily. Injustices are, are, um, are of all sorts pro proliferate. Selfishness and greed uh, abounds, and people are dehumanized and treated horribly. That's a darkened world. But the light of Christ works to counteract such things. Peace is pursued. The needs of others are considered. All are understood as persons of worth. Service above self becomes a way of life. People are viewed in the light of Christ through the lens of love. The world needs the light of Christ. It is a beacon that sets our course and guides our way. His life offers hope now and for all eternity. That light makes a supreme difference in our lives and in the life of the world. This night above all nights, we proclaim with all we are that darkness is no match for the light. 
We started this season uh, reading from the prophet Isaiah as he talks about such things as, as darkness and, and light and how the light makes a difference in the darkness. From Isaiah 9-2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in, a land, in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. We celebrate the dawning of that light this evening. Christ is born. The dawning of a, of a whole new day, light has come into the life of this world as it has never come into the world. Jesus himself said, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. This is Christ's desire for every one of us, that we would not stay in darkness. So it comes to us to respond. And immediately you're thinking, as I'm saying, it comes to us to respond, oh, please don't give me one more thing to do. This season is already way too busy, and the new year doesn't look any different. Responding, though, to the light is the very thing that we need to do. Many of you are familiar with uh, Microsoft's uh, Viva. Uh, it is designed to keep us on task. For me, it pops up every morning, and it offers a list of those things that I promised others that I would do through varied emails that I have, uh, have sent out. Uh, this one came up uh, uh, a couple of days ago, and it reads with this question. Who of us hasn't marveled at the birth of a newborn? And I sort of chuckled when I, I, I read that. Now, there were other tasks that came below that, but this one was right at the very top. And like I said, I sort of chuckled thinking, well, that's not really a, a, a task to do. It's really not on the to-do list, if you will. And then I began to think about it. It is the very thing that needs to be on the to-do to list. It's the very thing that I need to be doing in, in response to the very thing that God has done in sending His Son, Jesus, to marvel at the birth of a newborn. I thought to myself, this, yeah, this is how I need to be responding, the very thing I need to be doing. I need to marvel at the, at the birth of the newborn king. I need to, to marvel at the bright light that has come. I need to let that light guide me in the way so that the darkness that, that seemingly surrounds my life would, would no longer be because of the light that has so made a difference in my life. So we're at this juncture here uh, late on Christmas Eve, approaching now just a few minutes away, uh, the beginning, the dawning of, of Christmas Day, you and I need to celebrate the light of Christ and let that same light shine through, through us. We too need to respond to the offer of life and light that uh, is offered in Jesus Christ. So the question does come, and we need to add it to the to-do list. 
It needs to be at the very top. It is the very thing that we need to contemplate. It is the very thing that we need to be doing in the mix of everything that's going on. How will we respond to the birth of the newborn, the newborn king that comes to bless, that comes to offer light, that comes to offer life, that comes to touch us, to transform us, to make us different, and to move us forward in this life, offering the same light and love to others that are around us, to the end that God gains all the praise and glory, that His kingdom is furthered, that we find ourselves strengthened to no end. May God bless us all as we seek to respond to the light that is offered, the newborn King, Christ our Lord. Ashley.